Hey everybody, this is Jacob, one of the co-hosts on the Back to Back Films podcast. I'd like to take this moment to talk to you guys about Film is Truth, a video rental store in Bellingham, Washington. I had a hard time finding a movie that I was supposed to watch for a class. Uh, The movie was a celebration. It wasn't on any of the video streaming services or on DVD.com. But they had it at Film is Truth, and they had a wonderful staff that helped me find the movie and others that I wanted to watch. It's located in the Terra Organica market, so you can get your films and your groceries in one go. So give them a shot and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. We're coming up on our 50th episode, and we wanted to do something special for you. We'll be giving away three Regal tickets to a lucky listener. Check out the end of the episode to find out how to be entered into the drawing. Siempre que te pregunto que cuando como y dónde tú siempre Welcome to the Back to Back Films podcast. This week we're talking the MPAA with Bad Education and this film is not yet rated. I'm your host Keith. This is Byron and I am Jake Ub. Not Jake. <laughs> Changes no, from week to week. Yeah, different name this week. Yeah, different person. Yeah, uh, it's pretty expensive uh, having all these changes to my legal name, but it's worth it for the podcast. <laughs> Constant rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah, it's been it's been a long week. <laughs> a long week, and we're only halfway through. <laughs> yeah, almost done. Yeah, I, I'm. I've been good too. I actually uh, didn't realize that I had seen Bad Education before in high school. Um, and it was weird plugging this movie in and being like, oh, my God, I've totally seen this before. You know how that happens when you're yeah. like, oh, shit, I've seen this. And then it's like you remember the bits and pieces, and it was great. It was great rewatching it, which I watched uh, today. So it was good. Nice. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I had never seen it before. And actually, so the thing is, too, is apparently there's like a couple versions. So, you know, there's the R and the NC-17 version. So, you know... Watch for the NC-17 one if you can. Like, try to watch that one, I guess, because that's kind of the whole point here. Um, I think I watched the R version. I'm pretty sure. It seemed pretty tame. I mean, the biggest difference, really, from what I remember of the R-rated version, is it doesn't show... It's like that first sex scene where, like, Gail Garcia Bernal is, like, has that guy that he had, like, a crush on in high school that he yeah. meets at the at the by the motorcycle or whatever and then yeah yeah and then it's like he in the r-rated version it just looks like he's like going down on him but in the nc-17 version i believe it's like he's it's like he's you know he does both full penetration yeah he does both in the one i watch where it starts off he's like blowing him and then he's like oh he can't get hard and then he falls asleep and then later he does yeah right and then later he basically what is essentially rape rapes him yeah yeah um, yeah it is rape him yeah so yeah okay maybe i did watch i, I was expecting more because yeah. i got the feeling I, this is actually the first pedro Almodovar film i've seen oh really um, oh that's interesting so I, I and from what i had understood about him i expected more mm-hmm. um especially considering get, getting an nc-17 you know it was pretty tame yeah this one isn't bloody because a lot of his films have like not a, not like a lot of blood but 
more blood than this. You okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. right. like normally his films are a little bit more violent than this. Um, That's interesting. Not that he's a violent. Not not that his films are violent, but this one doesn't. It's not. I mean, he, he's got his like more violent films, and then he's got his more like dramatic kind of right. Film, and then he's got his kind of comedy films. I've seen, I think, all of his movies, but like two. So like, I, I'm a, I, I'm 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 I I just like what he does. He's he interesting. Just, he's interesting. It's just different than anybody. Nobody else does it. It like because he's making. Yeah. He is making the queer cinema, like gay cinema. Yeah, like but, it's not, but it's not even like you know what I mean. Though it's like, but it, I mean it is because it focuses on things that are like thematically tend towards right gay yet, themes, basically. But yet a, a non-gay person can watch it and oh yeah not. totally it's like, approachable like, but it's, it's not like he's not making them for gays does that make sense yeah like, yeah no that's, that's yeah, not what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. but he's making cinema right that is where homosexuality is like a, a central part right. to it right it's sort Which, of like how Get Out is like for like it's about like black people and like right it's like right. A, a big white family you know um right. but it's still like white people can like it too right, right. Yeah, totally. but i feel like um Almodovar's films handle this maybe with less like care like as in like he doesn't care it's like yeah like then like gus van sant because I feel like Gus Van Sant in a lot of his movies, he just kind of puts it in there, even though it doesn't do anything for the story or with the story. Like it's almost like, like the movie Elephant um, that he did about a uh, school shooting. It's all like a made-up school shooting, but it's about like this boy that or these two boys, and they do like the school shooting, and he makes them like have like this sex scene together, and it's so not a part of the movie. Oh, weird! And it's just like we all know that he's you know, a gay director, which is fine, but it seemed like, why are you putting this in the movie? It seemed so extraneous. I wasn't like, oh, why? Like, I wasn't offended or anything. It was just like, even if the couple were like a heterosexual couple, I'd still be like, why? Right. Do they, we need to see them have sex before they do this? Like, right. It always seems like like sex is this weird insert. Yeah. But like, it was like that, but then it was just like, I don't know how to, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It, it just felt like detached from the themes or yeah. from the like the characters, yeah. like motivations or something felt just wrong about it. Right. Whereas Almodovar, there's not one movie of his where I feel like anything like that is out of touch with right. what he's doing thematically. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of cool. But he likes a lot of the same sort of genres that I like too, like noir and stuff. So right. I'm really curious because after looking into how the MPAA kind of functions and watching our, um, you know, this film is not yet rated. It seems like a lot of times films will do tiny little cut downs uh, on, the, on their movies, like tiny things, you know, like, so the differences between the R and NC-17 version, which I watched the NC-17 version, um, could be like in the swimming pool scene. Uh, like there's a shot of uh, the main character, um, Juan and he is like getting out of the pool and it's like his wet underwear and you could just see his penis through it was that was that shot that's, in the R version that is in the R rated version because I remember being surprised about that wow because I was like because it's basically full frontal nudity you know it basically is yeah there's just, basically there's just like cloth in between but you basically see everything you know you see I, the outline but I remember that explicitly just being like whoa like 
I don't even think we saw like Gail Garcia Bernal like fully nude in um E to Mama Tambien, you know? Right, right. So I was just like, I remember this being like, whoa, it's just like that in both. both and see, that's what that's I was. Ex- I was honestly expecting more peanuts. Yeah, yeah. That for some because I don't know for being a movie that is so about sexuality, like I expected to see more of it, but they were fairly tame with everything. Was, yeah. You know, there was a lot of butt, and I, I'm really curious if the reason it got an NC-17 was because there was so much nudity. But it's not that they're they had a lot of, or like shots of penises, but it was just like there's a lot of naked people around kind of all the time. Yeah. A lot of drug use in it. And I mean, we could sit here and all day and try and guess like how I got an NC 17 rating. Uh, I, mean, I honestly. I mean, it's the gay sex. I, I honestly don't think. Yeah. I didn't think there was that much nudity in it, man. There was way there's more not that nudity. Really, there's like way it's more not, nudity. It's just like, like the, the idea of having the nudity. Because like it's not that they're showing it, but in the diegesis of the film, it's happening. But right. we aren't we aren't seeing it as the viewers is, is right. what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think honestly, it's the combination of the fact that we have a Catholic priest, the Catholic that's, priest that's like you know has a you know thing for this little boy, and and then the gay sex. I think those two things are like, oh nope, you can't talk bad about the church, and uh, there's gay sex, which is against the church. So we're gonna slap an NC seventeen uh, rating on it because you know what. Most people are going to see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. cut out the pen- cut out the quote unquote penetration yeah. stuff yeah. and cut down. On- but see, the problem is too is that the story, the the, the Catholic priest stuff, is central to the mm-hmm. story. Like, absolutely, mm-hmm. you can't cut it out. Like, there's yeah, there's no movie without that por- right. portion. So, like, I don't know. Like, supposedly, like if you if you did watch the documentary, the documentary talks about the fact that like you know there are representatives of the church that are involved in the MPAA. Technically, they're only supposed to be observers, but apparently they're more than that. They can actually be a part of the discussions and influence things. Um, so, And obviously the church is a huge industry and a huge organization, <laughs> so uh, they have a lot of pull, essentially. And MPAA being a, quote, family-friendly organization is what they claim, then, of course, the church is going to have more pull. Yeah. So... Father Manalo or whatever his name, he had a lot of pull. <laughs> there wasn't much to pull. Alrighty. Alright, so our main topic this week is the MPAA. Uh, basically what it is, what it does, and how it impacts the industry. First film is Bad Education, released in 2004. Uh, an examination on the effect of Franco-era religious schooling and sexual abuse on the lives of two longtime friends. Um, Bad Education was written and directed by Pedro Motivar. Uh, it stars Gail Garcia Bernal, Fele Martinez, Daniel Cacho, and Luis Homar. Our second film is this film is not yet rated, released in 2006, which is funny because this film is not yet rated is like meant for TV. Like it was yeah, created yeah. for like TV with the <laughs> aspect yeah. ratios and stuff. Yeah. Um, so basically it's about Kirby Dick's ex- uh, expose about the American movie ratings board. Um, this film is not yet rated. It was written by Kirby Dick, Eddie Schmidt, and Matt Patterson, and it was directed by Kirby Dick, um, who was featured in the film in some pretty funny scenes. Uh, so I'm just going to do a quick uh, little what it what it is uh, type thing, just a very brief history, and then I'll hand it over to Jacob to talk some more. 
Ooh. So basically, the uh, the Motion Picture Association of America, or MPAA, is an organization that was founded in 1922, originally named the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America, uh, or MPPDA. They established guidelines for film content, which led to the creation of the Production Code in 1930, which we briefly touched on in our King Kong episode, which was a great episode. And if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. Um, that was the first time we actually had a guest on the show, too. Tony Pritchard. Shout out. Um, right. Basically, uh, the MPAA um, represents the six, and at the time of the inception of it, the eight major studios and the group uh, was created as a way for the industry to essentially self-regulate. <clears throat> Basically, they were, there was a lot of pressure um, for censorship, quote-unquote, from the outside, so they created this... Um, entity to prevent that and said okay we'll we'll have a separate organization that rates this um so we don't need you but it'll still be controlled by us basically uh so this code was eventually replaced the uh production code that i mentioned was eventually replaced by the film rating system in 1968 um more recently the mpaa has been an advocate for co- copyright protection pri- piracy reduction and the expansion of market access and just a little side note this is a very odd thing for a rating agency to do, if you if you haven't really caught on to that. Um, you, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, um, these are things that you shouldn't be and they shouldn't be involved in, but somehow are, are um, especially the copyright protection. That that's yeah, the that's really scariest one. Uh, and this is all due to Jack Valente. So the most prominent years of the MPAA were during the Jack Valente era from 1966 to 2004. So he's the one who started the film rating system. Um, uh, basically as a way to limit uh, censorship of Hollywood from outside and, quote, provide parents with information about the film's content and whether it was appropriate for children. Uh, this this term comes up a lot that the MPAA was created to protect children, which is really just a bullshit um, <laughs> kind of excuse for them to, <laughs> to kind of control things. I mean, it really is. Um, trying to stay unbiased but i mean realistically it, it is it's a it's a phrase phraseology that they hide behind right um, i mean because who's gonna be like no that's bad don't protect children from right movies. exactly like who's gonna disagree with that idea exactly exactly yeah. so it's it's they they are the the all good side of things right um <laughs> So the rating system goes like this. G is for general audiences or all ages admitted. Uh, PG is for parental guidance suggested or, quote, some material not uh, may not be suitable for children. PG-13 is parents strongly cautioned or some material may be inappropriate for children under 13, uh, which also 13 is a very, very odd arbitrary age for things. Well, it's um, weird, too, because you could be six and go to a PG-13 movie. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can just show up. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, R is for restricted or under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. Um, Funny enough, I've actually – there's been a couple of times since I have been over 18 that I have been carded for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. same. It's it's super – it's weird. Um, and NC-17 is for adults only or, quote, no one under 17 is admitted. Um, there was also X, uh, which was essentially replaced by NC-17 and from which the triple X rating spawned from. So the triple X that we know that that refers to porn was based off of the X rating. And they were basically saying, 
you know, we're three times as bad. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're three times as bad. So, um, that's just a quick, quick overview. The documentary does a way better job of touching on that, and it talks about Jack Valenti. It shows some of his interviews. Um, yeah, the, the X rating is really weird. X rating, like that's weird. the yeah. weirdest one because some movies that would be rated that were rated X would now be even PG thirteen or R. And then some of the X ones would still be at C-17. Mm-hmm. Like, the range of what X was was so much greater than what... Well, they even like, say in the documentary, like, uh, the board passed the film. The film gave the film an R. Yeah. And then they gave more notes onto what to cut. And they were like, but we got the R. And the board member was like, but there's no reason we can't do a better R. Yeah. So there's, there is, yeah. like, levels yeah. of what an R even is. Um <laughs> A better R. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a more tame R is a better R. <laughs> exactly. So, and it's like, you know, the 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 documentary does a great job doing some side-by-sides of what is R and what is not. Like, yeah. what got NC-17. A yeah. lot of it is indie films. Indie films so um, get screwed um, pretty hard. Because the MPAA is, the heads of the MPAA are buddies with the heads of the production studios. So they're going to give favors essentially um and i guess i should should point all this out that every this is we're kind of alleging all this like yeah the film film alleges it yeah this this is not yet ready and this this podcast you know like we're gonna say that we are alleging all this information um you know it's very heavily believed that this is the case um but you know this is all there's Allegedly. evidence, but yet, right? Exactly. We don't really. know. There's no definitive answers. Yeah. yeah, they all they operate in secret, so right. they were not allowed to know um, right. exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. So there have been people who have done some, excuse me, digging, journalism, um, investigations, and stuff like that, uh, who have come to certain conclusions. It's up to you to decide whether those conclusions are valid or not um but we're just essentially stating kind of allegedly what it is basically and how it functions Um, the reason we have this disclaimer is because we're trying to get a pg rating for our podcast (laughs) (laughs) so please please mpaa we love you to death too bad they have nothing to do with pg too bad they have nothing to do with podcasts. Oh, fuck, um, fuck them. Oh, shit. TV is that's different, <laughs> too, because TV has TV, that's an you know, TVY, TVMA, TV14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, TV14. Uh, and TV weird. is like, I mean, they're saying all sorts of stuff on TV shows and fucking yeah. and killing yeah. and TV is the weirdest one. Like, TV14, like, that's like 14 and under. So, so what's up with the PG-13? Right. Like, exactly. why 13, why 13 and why Oh, one year is going to make a big difference. And now <laughs> it's like, dude, TVMA is like... I mean, more graphic than it's ever been, ever. Right, right. Like they're yeah. saying all sorts of shit. Which, I'm not and fucking like. I mean, I'm I'm not disappointed. I like it. I like HBO changed the game on that. They did. Yeah, they, did. they did. I am a hundred percent a proponent of non censorship. Like, yeah. No, no rating. Same here. Like, no, not like you can say what's in the film, but we don't need yeah. to rate it because people should be cognizant enough to do it themselves yeah. to I mean, to I, I, figure out whether they right. want to watch you, it right there's certain movies just by the themes that you just wouldn't you shouldn't show your little kid like it's obvious to me you know what i mean yeah like, I mean, it's up to the discretion of the person <laughs> right. and you don't need to be told that you need discretion 
Like, yeah. unless, well, apparently you do because people got pissed that they weren't told. But <laughs> I, I am a person that is saying, I don't like any censorship. Do what you want to do and let's make the best art we can make, essentially. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right TV opening you. up to things is way cool. Uh, I've always, you know, I like I said, most PG-13 movies I think are dumb. Uh <laughs> Obviously, there's exceptions, but you know, <laughs> in general, I think I just don't watch a lot of them. But War Horse uh, but, yeah. was fantastic. What are you talking? About? Yeah, what are you yeah, talking I, about? I, I didn't watch War Horse. <laughs> you so see, there you go. Just, you I, see uh, Tintin. I, I'm just kidding. I, Tintin is good. I, War Horse. I was disappointed. Like, why the fuck would you make it PG-13? I don't know. I don't see. Know. You wouldn't have Shape of Water, you know, at PG-13. It just wouldn't be the same. No, that would have been that movie would have been dumb if it was PG-13. Yeah. Like, it would have been just straight-up dumb. I'm, exactly. not, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, exactly. it would have been, like, way too melodramatic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, without the, like, the heart, like, the nudity and the and the masturbation and the... Even the, the horror elements, it just doesn't have the same... Uh, it would have only... wouldn't have the same quality. Or, like, the, humanity to it. It wouldn't the, have it. The only way it would have worked if it was PG-13 is if it was, like, an anime. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only way. Yeah, you can get away with more. Yeah. That's the thing too is um, uh, we didn't even oh, talk about that. Saying. So animation, it it falls under the same ratings, but you can actually get away with a lot more in animation because your suspension of of belief is so much more is so much higher. Yeah, and like it, you're automatically like. Like fan, like Seth MacFarlane says this with Family Guy, like half the shit they say and do in Family Guy, they would never be able to do in a real yeah. one because having cartoons say it <laughs> is better than right. like it's a real person saying it. it's like the same. It doesn't concept. feel real, right? Exactly, it doesn't feel it's, real. It's all like a it's like a metaphor, you know. It's It'd like be the, like seeing it on stage. You're just it. There's that detachment. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say that too. Like that's why most stage plays. You don't have extreme gore in stage plays because seeing something like that in front of your face yeah. is different. Than, your, your separation from reality is different when you're watching a screen yeah. versus when you're watching the play. And America's all about fantasy. We don't want anything real, guys. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <That is> Escapism. <laughs> um, so Jaw- Jaws. Escapism. <laughs> So let's uh, kick it off to Jacob and what you've got planned. Well, for shit, this. you guys, you guys just said everything that uh, that I had. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I w- so I want to talk about uh, <laughs> first first thing. We'll we'll start soft. We'll start soft and we'll get hard. You know how how it normally goes. <laughs> uh, giggity, giggity. Joke. Um, so <laughs> Kirby uh, would be proud. My first question <laughs> for you guys. So as we were talking about, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the uh, the switch from the X rating to NC seventeen. You guys mentioned pornography, but do you guys know why they went through and like switch entirely switched that rating to NC seventeen? Like the reasoning for it? I can I do not know. I yeah, I don't know if I, I maybe used to know. I don't know now. <laughs> okay, I will I will fill you guys in, and then we could talk about it. Um, so the X rating wasn't trademarked at all so anyone could put it on their films which is why a bunch of porn films started you know putting it on oh right so that's that's the biggest reason so then it it became like um you know and that's how you get like the double x and triple x you know like the triple x rating means hardcore double x is for simulation and an x rating is just like a cool film you know Um, (laughs) like last tango in paris yeah um so and also uh newspapers uh, because of this, they started to refuse to advertise X-rated films. 
Um, so a number of films uh, that were X-rated were getting released unrated because the filmmakers and the studios were like, well, we can't, people are going to think it's pornography if it's X-rated. So it became, immediately became attached to pornography. Um, so then the in the 1990s, MPA decided to switch to NC-17, and they trademarked it, thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, <laughs> they would have the same problem. Yeah, but I don't know how you would do the triple X with NC-17. NC, NC, NC-17. I don't know. Um <laughs> But anyways, so what do you guys think about that, about pornography kind of taking over um, the, the, the rating board um, due to an oversight in trademarking? I mean, I'm, I don't have a problem with it because I, in a sense, like, I mean, porn has such an influence on just, like, culture in general, even if we don't really realize it that it doesn't surprise me and like i don't know i mean i i i'm glad in a way that because there's so many people especially in certain uh unenlightened areas of our country where <laughs> where they just won't be able to get over the fact that x is somehow affiliated with pornography even though it may not be you know what right. i mean yeah, yeah i mean Porn is essentially, like, they've always pulled from the movie industry and always, you know, co-opted stuff from the movie industry. And the movie industry, I mean, most things want to have a hard separation from what porn is. So, like, if porn's going to play on what their rating is, then they're going to be like, okay, we can't even touch that. You guys go, you guys stay in your little corner over there. And let you know, let us do us our stuff over yeah. here, and you can just have that basically. So like, right? I mean, it's not a surprise by any stretch. You know, if if porn started pulling our ratings on porn or something, and, and the film industry would look at that, and they would either probably try and sue someone, or they would you know create a different yeah. system or I mean, there, update their system. Because there are a lot of porn movies that that would be rated R if they were given to the MPAA, you know, like softcore porn that doesn't even show like yeah. any penetration or it doesn't even show that much nudity. Cause there, there's a market for all that, you know, cause there are people that want to get off, but they don't want to necessarily see everything because it's, yeah, you know? So like there's so many different things. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fat. That's fat. Do you guys think that the and there's a stigma behind NC 17 being, uh, pornographic today, like uh, maybe not to you guys because we're or to us because we're familiar with NC seventeen. But um, do you think a lot of film goers kind of mistake NC seventeen for something that is maybe a little more pornographic? You know, like maybe looking at Bad Education's cover, um, you could think maybe this is a porno. I, I honestly think that most people don't know what NC seventeen is. I was going to say that too. Because, yeah, because like I think Regal and AMC. They basically will will not show an NC seventeen movie, even though they recognize it as a rating. So yeah, they, even because yeah. when you they go to the box office, you yeah, still see the poster with all right. the ratings on it. But yet, I have never seen an NC seventeen movie in a big theater. The only theaters I've ever seen an NC seventeen movie, which would be like Killer Joe and Shame and The Nymphomaniac and a few others, were all in privately owned theaters. Right. Art, art house, not the right. big corporate. There's right. like the big five uh, houses for 
Yeah, that or uh, film yeah. festivals. Like when I saw Blue is the Warmest Color, that was at a film festival. So obviously there's no like, you know, they don't follow any ratings. And most of those films hadn't even been rated yet by exactly. the NAAA. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I, yeah, I, I think just a lot of people are seriously are just unaware. I think most people are probably just th- think of R and g pg and pg-13 yeah and, and most people don't even pay attention to that sign that has nc-17 and if they do i don't even think it registers because if they're not familiar with it then they're just going to be like oh that's weird like most people are like has there ever even been a movie that's nc-17 or right. if they have they know or if they know about it they know about one movie that was like you know maybe they saw it when they were yeah. younger because it was like this taboo thing right. or like, like they, right. yeah, yeah they yeah. know about it because like of that or caligula or something yeah so like yeah, I think it's just people just don't even know because because the theaters won't touch it. Um, there's no reason for them to like even know. Be concerned about yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah. The biggest NC-17 movie that came out in wide release was Showgirls, and even then, a lot of the theater chains didn't um, didn't uh, pick it up. Didn't pick it up. Yeah. But that was like the last movie that actually went out to like big theaters. Um, as an NC-17 rated movie because Paul Verhoeven was like, nope, fuck you, I'm not cutting. Yeah, and I'm doing it. Even though also, there is an R-rated version out there. Of course there has to be. <laughs> That's um, funny. I think probably the most well-known NC-17, at least that I would posit, is uh, Requiem for a Dream. That's the one I think uh, of that's sort of like the, like, if someone knows about NC-17, it's Requiem for a Dream. And like, yeah. dude, you know that movie was so crazy and intense. Yeah. And it's like, there's only like actually like a couple actually like probably one scene that right. makes it nc-17 really what's, what's weird about that one too is like i believe it was rated nc-17 but it never came out as nc-17 it came out as just unrated most do most yeah. will say fuck it i'm do just you, gonna go unrated you know, yeah yeah because uh, yeah, you get that choice i think you eyes wide say, shut was unrated i'm pretty sure which one? eyes wide shut pretty sure it's unrated yeah i think it is i mean it got an nc-17 and then they they they're they they obviously weren't going to go with that. So they painted the orgy sequence. They had like, yeah, they digitally went in and yeah. covered some stuff up with shadow so and stuff it, like that. But so then it became R and that's how it was released in theaters. It wasn't until when DVDs came out that they said, Oh, well we'll release the unrated version. Unrated. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, they decided. Right. And it's a weird choice to, to choose between doing unrated or NC 17. Yeah. You know, because you can, at that point, it's like, what's going to be better? Like, the unrated version or the NC-17 version? Because NC-17 is just kind of confusing. Yeah. As a, like, it looks weird. People don't know about it, but everyone knows what unrated is. Yeah. Yeah. There's even movies that are PG-13 that come out as unrated. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. like, 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 like Anchorman or whatever will have an unrated version. That's what, I'm, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah you don't sex, you don't get drive. You don't yeah. get American Pie NC seventeen version. You no. get the American Pie the unrated version, yeah, right, which is yeah. like it's like the director's cut or whatever. Which is you basically know, like, the same as the art, except for like maybe like three seconds more, a little like more pubes. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, <laughs> right. It, it's just a, that's just a marketing gimmick, honestly. For it like is. the ones where it's totally like is. you know Zach and Mary make a porno unrated, and it's like oh, it's like then it's like the you know the sixteen year old kid is like oh i want to get it because it's like i'm not supposed to have it you know exactly but even but it's like it's really no different you know or much different whereas whereas like eyes wide shut it's quite a bit different 
you know like right. that's what we're talking about like, the levels of, yeah yeah the levels, uh, of, levels difference. of difference yeah yeah it's just it's a really weird that's a crazy question because there's so much there's, there's just so much to it like and then there are movies like i'm not kidding my blu-ray of last tango in paris has nc-17 on the back of it it's not unrated but it didn't come out with an nc-17 rating it came out with a fucking x rating because yeah, NC seventeen didn't exist. Yeah, at that but time, they re really. they redid they can it. Redo it. They, yeah. the they, the film went. You can resubmit it. Yeah, it was resubmitted. Yeah. It came out as NC seventeen, and they released it as NC seventeen, not unrated, which I thought was the weirdest choice. That's Be- the Brando film, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. a phenomenal that, film, but th- that happens a lot where films because like the MPA, they're not going to go through and re-rate all the X-rated movies, right? You know, but if you want to resubmit it, they will happily do that. Well, I mean, you have to pay them to get that, basically. <laughs> but it's just weird to me. Like, why did they do that? Because they could have just released it with with it unrated. Or there's a lot of movies too that are released with the same PG um, rating that they got in the 60s and 70s, which would yeah. now be rated R. Yeah. Because I remember my mom, like, got us some westerns that were rated PG, and there's, like, you know, nudity in them. And when she found out, she wasn't very pleased. You right. know? Like, well, like, <laughs> Blazing Saddles is that film. Like, it's uh, PG. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that would easily be an R. Yeah, me. yeah, definitely. Yeah. In fact, that one might have been resubmitted, I think, possibly, maybe. It probably yeah. was. But there's okay, a lot let- that aren't. It's just super weird, yeah. Yeah, super <laughs> weird. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, how did PG-13 start? Let's talk about PG thirteen. Was that uh, oh, I have no Indiana idea. Jones, right? Temple of Doom or something? Temple of Doom. It was that and Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins. So that and Gremlins. So what happened was the um, the, the MPAA received a whole bunch of inc- complaints for the violence and gore for <laughs> Temple of Doom <laughs> and Gremlins, and they were like, "This is PG. This shouldn't be PG." And Steven Spielberg, who was the director of Temple of Doom and the executive producer of Gremlins, recommended uh, the start of a PG rating. Or, I'm sorry, a PG-13 rating. Um, so it, this, it basically boils down to, like, enough people complained about the violence and was like, uh, this should be PG-13. And it's weird because, as we talked about before, PG-13 is an arbitrary... Like, all it really means is, like, it's not quite... R, but it has a little more violence than PG, but that's really like to your own taste. So I'm just curious, like what what you guys think about it. Basically, like that fi- it basically fits in line with the whole like YA, the young adult uh, li- on, in literature. Basically, like they picked the 13 and 14 because that's what those books; those are the ages the books target. Yeah. I think, and so they're like, well, there's already something kind of established, so let's go with that. Um, I want to say real quick too that. Uh, kind of stemming off the last question too the only people who really even pay attention to ratings i think are people either with children or people who really like are the type of people who can't think for themselves just in day-to-day life like and i'm not even saying that as a joke i'm saying that there is like a subset of people who like really have a hard time creating their own opinions so they have to have someone else tell them like this is bad this is good oh, like God. the people who watch you know daily talk shows or something like that stuff you know like tell me uh you know what the fuck is that show whatever pick one uh regis and kelly or something like tell me about the opinion so that i can have an opinion you know what i mean so like 
anyone else, I don't even think people care about ratings that God much. God forbid an unmarried woman or man seeing some butt. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Like, I mean, there's some kind of care with ratings when it comes to Marvel because Marvel's huge. And, like, you know... They're trying to reach that younger They're reaching crowd. a huge audience, yeah. Right. Not only adults, but, but kids. And so, like, when you have R-rated, like, superheroes, it becomes a, a thing to talk about, I guess. But I think most people just don't even care about yeah. a rating. Because right. after you turn 18 anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, you're going to go see a movie because you want to go see a well, movie. And, and there are so many fucking people that are so sensitive. They're so sensitive. That's, I guess, three types of people, then. You know, the, like, the I'm super just, sensitive like, ones. really? Like... I, I was listening to some podcasts, I don't know, um, and there was this girl on there that was just like, she she said straight up, she's like, I hate gratuitous violence. And it's like, she just threw the word gratuitous in there, and I'm like, that's not even gratuitous violence. That's just like violence. Yeah, right? gratuitous like, like I, implies that there's no meaning to the violence. Yeah, and, 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 and she just, she said, she just did, she just does not like seeing violence on screen. And I'm just like, well... Like that just seems like then a personal be a discerning problem. adult like, and don't right. watch violence on screen. So, but, yeah, yeah like, it I, just I, seems like a taste thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. which but, I guess it's good, like to know, like, hey, this is gonna have some violence, so then she can just avoid the PG thirteen films with violence. In right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need to rate the film. You can yeah. just say there's violence. There's but violence, honestly, and there's yeah. two people who fuck. Like, all right. To me, PG thirteen is the dumbest rating. <laughs> Told like you. seriously, out of all of them, <laughs> it's the you. dumbest because because you have like this is for example, you have a James Bond movie, right? He's you know in the last couple there haven't been there hasn't been a lot of sex, but you know in like the Pierce Brosnan ones, it, you know there's definitely more sex. The guys like literally killing like seventy dudes, right? Oh, he kills yeah, yeah, you know so many, and it's rated PG thirteen. Then you get a movie like There Will Be Blood, right? Where a guy kills a guy with a fucking bowling pin off screen at the end of a fucking movie. And that's like all the violence. And it gets an R rating. Like, like, like it's like the dumbest fucking thing. Like it's arbitrary. It's, it's so it's arbitrary. arbitrary that it's just ridiculous. It's like, literally to the taste. Like there's, there might be an internal quote unquote standard, but it's actually just to yeah. the taste of the people who Happened to be the Raiders at the yeah. time. You can right. have you can have a two a, two and a half hour movie, a, a beautiful like film about like a relationship that will have like five f words in it, no sex, no nudity, no violence, but it has five f words in it. Then you'll have a movie where a guy has killed like seventy people in these crazy action scenes. There's like women like that he's sleeping with left and for right granted you don't see nudity and then he swears he says the f word twice and then he says shit like 10 times and he says like right. damn like five times and now we'll get a pg-13 movie whereas this other film there's nothing wrong with it except they say fuck five times and he gets an r rating like right. it's exactly. so it's so dumb the pg-13 rating <laughs> is so dumb and people complain about how like how america is so like fucked up and about violence and everything well, it's like well yeah you make violence a fantasy when you have pg-13 movies where these uh, one guy can kill 70 men you know like that should be rated r and then the movie where where they say where they kill someone in a very serious manner manner that should be rated pg because that's right. what fucking it, life is, that is what, it feels is more that, like 
Is that Aronofsky if, that says that in the documentary? I think it's either Aronofsky or it's uh, Kevin Smith that says that. Yeah, that's what like real Kev- life is. They both say something like two that. Varia- two variations of what Byron yeah. said. Yeah. Uh, both, to be honest, I haven't seen that movie more, in a long time. <laughs> uh, both of which were a lot more extreme. So uh, I, we don't need to get into it because, you know, we, just watch the movie if you I just want to point out, too. So the reason why, especially like the Pierce Brosnan and James Bonds got away with PG-13, and they point this out in the documentary, too, is that there's no blood. There's nothing. Right. It is so unreal that even though he's killing people, yeah. it doesn't seem like it. So... They can get away, you know. Oh, there's some sparks flying because they fell through a roof, yeah. but he didn't bleed, right. so it's all good. Because there's there's no um, the character doesn't necessarily face his actions. That too, right? Like yeah, like it's not until the later James Bond films where they've got a little bit more serious, and you start realizing that he's a character and that he has to has to live with his demons. The, the Daniel Craig right. ones, and those yeah. ones are a little bit more like okay, I can they're 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 maturing, but the other ones are just like I don't know, you know, it's, like it, it's weird because I I feel like sometimes the R rating is used to like what what teenage boy would go see There Will Be Blood and be like, wow, this is a really good movie. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like teenage boys would be like, fuck this movie. It's long. It's boring. Yeah. It's about characters. There's that weird bit of violence at the end. And that was my favorite part, you know? And they, you know, and then they say like, oh, that's basically like Star Wars Clone Wars. Like the whole movie sucks except the end when there's the big battle. Um, So uh, maybe there's like some weird, like, like it's like a, like I God, I don't want to say brand, but that's the only word I can think of. Like, like the MPAA is like showing people, hey, this is more, more of an R film, even if it's a soft R, because it's like more for like the adults. But like, how many, how many, like, you know, young young boys are going to want to go see Bridge of Spies by Spielberg or or yeah. uh, <laughs> or other movies that are rated PG thirteen? You know, that that's a great question. Like, I don't understand, like. They could have just fucking rated PG thirteen. It doesn't matter because the adults that are going to see it are going to see it no matter what it's fucking rated. That's right. what I'm saying. But see, Spielberg you... has that PG thirteen thing down because a lot there's a lot of uh, dudes, men and women who like watch Spielberg movies who have families now. So like right. because Let's... he has that PG thirteen British spies, suddenly you can bring like your four year old in, and even though the four year old is loud and obnoxious. And chewing on their candy and running around the theater the whole time. Hey, you get to go enjoy a Spielberg movie. We got to talk. We got to <laughs> talk about Spielberg, though. We got to differentiate Spielberg from other other directors or or filmmakers or whatever, because yeah. Spielberg is a studio, essentially. I mean, he is studio money. He works for. I mean. What studio is going to look at Spielberg and be like, no, nah, we're not going to make that movie. Yeah. They're going to make a Spielberg movie and they're going to use, and allegedly, since the studios own the MPAA, they can fudge the ratings for any Spielberg movie. So yeah. what might be a PG or might be an R could be fudged down to a PG-13 yeah. because it's Spielberg. Definitely. And I think it's very important to differentiate the fact that that is not a normal uh, way that filmmakers can approach this. Right. Like, if you're indie, if you're fucking... You know, Harmony Corinne, sorry for the reference there. I can't think of another indie director off the top of my head. I mean, bring up an, any indie director. Um, you're not, they're not uh, going to be. Nicholas Winding Refn. Yes. Well, actually, that's, <laughs> that's actually true, too. Um, ironically. Um, 
they're not going to be able to turn around and be like, you know, oh, I, it, it, no, 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 no. I, yeah. It's got to be this. Like, yeah. Nolan's one of those people, too, where he can be like, okay, you know, he, he is so much a studio now right. that he can just turn around and be like, we got right. to fudge your rating yeah, a little there, bit. There, there's a couple directors. Yeah. Like Robert, Wait, Zeme- Robert Zemeckis could do it. J.J. Abrams can do it. Um, John Favreau. JJ Abrams, yeah, that's a good Favreau uh, for sure. It's uh, it's basically what Ron we Howard. Mean by, oh, Ron Howard for yeah, sure. What, what we mean by their studio now is is that they have the pull of a studio, so they they, they have the the power that that a studio yes. would have to influence this stuff. Um, yeah, they are and, on the studios. Uh, it's above an A list, whatever the next the S list, right. the perfect. Most, list, the, most of those guys have their own studios. That's true. Like Ron they Howard really do. Is, they have, you know, they have like yes, subsidiaries or production companies and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but Which they if, still if he, get the studio director, money, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, all this stuff is happening in secret, so they could do whatever they wanted, <laughs> and it's and they they switch around people. They say that here here's the thing with the MPAA is they say they do one thing, and then they kind of turn around and and do another thing. Right. So, uh, you know, it happens with the turnaround. So, like, they say you're only supposed to be in for, like, four to seven years or something. But some guys that they caught had been in for over nine years, yeah. you know, and that's in the documentary. But here's here's another thing that the documentary didn't touch up on. And I want to see um, if you guys have some thoughts on it. So uh, legal scholar Julie Hilden wrote that the MPAA has a masterpiece exception where films that would normally receive an NC-17 are given R's for their artistic merits that require violence to be depicted to, uh, uh, sorry, that require violence depicted to be part of the message. She cited Saving Private Ryan. God, that's literally the first movie I thought of. <laughs> I, was, I, says, I thought of Schindler's List. <laughs> oh, that makes sense too, yeah. Awesome. Schindler's List is a great one too. Spielberg, I haven't both. Both Spielberg. Uh, she says that this is bad because the MPAA is choosing which films receive this artistic merit. Uh, is there a danger to this? Yes. Uh, if so, <laughs> what is it? I don't know. You said yes, so you tell us. No, I well, mean, I, this it, is an open-ended question. Basically, I mean, okay, you so, could think that there's no danger, but I know you guys, and I bet you guys are just—I mean, you guys already kind of touched on the danger. Yeah, of I mean, it's already. the whole—it's the whole structure of the MPAA. I mean, just. The fa- when I was reading off what the rating system was, you know, G through R, and when you, t- what G means, all ages admitted, PG, some material may not be suitable for children. What does that mean? I feel, that like, is, so, I feel so accepted when I go to a G movie. When you what? <laughs> I feel so accepted when I go to a G movie. Everyone wants to It's It's essentially, it's lawyer speak that is very vague just so that they can always be like, well, you know, it's no, it's actually this, but it's this, but it's this. If they draw a line anywhere, then they have to abide by the line. But if they don't ever draw a line, then they can just do a case by case basis. And this is kind of featured in the documentary too. When, you know, the guy, uh, when Kirby Dick is talking to the lawyer and he's like, you know, it just seems like this, this language is really vague, just, you know, so that there's no way to really know. And the lawyer is just like, I'm not going to answer your question. You know what I mean? It's like, right. 
It's just that. So, like, the whole structure of the thing is designed to fudge its own rules because there's really not any rules. It's like, who paid me the most and how much more can I get paid just so I can give them a good rating type of thing. It's a fucking... It's like a fucking cartel, basically, like, that exists to control your movie ratings. And to answer your question, like, yeah, it's a bad thing because if there is, like, this... I mean, you're also if people know what the criteria is to fit into this sort of quote unquote Spielberg exception that they have, um, then they're going to design their films possibly to their own detriment to, to get to that. Or you're going to have a lot of bullshit. That's like, you know, Oh, this film is actually artistic when it's really not, you know? So like, it it is bad. It is. You got, if you're going to have a rating system, then you should have to draw very clear lines. Like the fact that they won't even tell you necessarily what you need to cut. I mean, right. sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. It's up to their and own discretion. If, yeah, if you're, I mean, citing the South Park guys, they were saying how on their first film, Orgasmo, they got no instruction as far as like what they could cut. Yep. But when they were working for Paramount, suddenly it was like, all right, here's what you need to do exactly. to, to get it down. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Basically, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that it's bad, you know? Like, it's basically sure. the MPAA acting as, like, a, like we are the Ministry of Art, and this is what we deem valuable and what, you know, quote, this is art, so it's okay. We excuse it. We give it a green pass, a green card, whatever, because it's art. It, it's just, like... It, it's such a broad, easy, lawyerish thing to do. You know what yeah. I mean? That it's just like it just that. To me, that's one of the biggest things that just it infuriates me about. I mean, that's art in general, though, right? Like for any art, they always hide behind right. the whole. But it's art, right? But right. it's okay because we're trying yeah. to make a message. And like, I'm not necessarily against that, but that's just actually like the reasoning is right. like well it's art so yeah. it's it's okay but, but like right. whatever this though too is like well this is art because we're dealing with the holocaust and like we have right. to be sensitive we have, we have to be sensitive to that because that really yeah. happened and it's like okay i mean i i'm glad that you guys <laughs> rated the movie r you know yeah. like i'm not complaining about that but the 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 like hypocritical kind of like right like it's like they're it's like they're giving themselves an excuse. Right. I, I don't know how to describe that. My just my biggest problem with it is that all these people are ages forty to sixty who are deciding this. So yeah. you got this, and they're all white. You know, maybe there's one Asian person. You know, yeah, um, they're 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 yeah they they have their sort of token people. It seems yeah. like, and they're, I'm but guessing they're mainly male. No, Maybe, there's a mix. There's a mix. Oh, okay. Yeah. But and supposedly their children white. are only of a certain age, but that's also allegedly untrue as well. Uh, so, right. I, I don't know. The, the That thing was like they thought it was like they had kids under 13, but really, uh, in at least in 2005, all the people that were in it had kids between the ages of like 15 and 30. Yeah. Um, so it was like a pretty pretty big range, but not young kids, which is weird because that's what they're supposed to be protecting. So I don't I don't know, but I think it's stupid that a bunch of forty to six year olds are saying, "Oh, actually, this should be able to to go out because this is a masterpiece." Well, and yeah. like, and that they're white because like, and that they're white because 
a foreign movie, right, will come in and it needs to be rated, you know, by them, I guess. And uh, something that they might not understand culturally could mean something completely different. So right. they might give it a, rate, a rating that is so <laughs> not... Like they don't get, they like, just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it could and be, like, pl- a historical... I mean, it's not representative of anything. It's right. representative yeah. of the organization that wants to control it. And yeah. that's And basically, they want people who will... For lack of a better term, essentially, they want people who are weak-willed, who will not fold... You know, they want them to be able to sign NDAs. They don't. They want them to be very, very secretive. They want them to, you know, just do what we tell you, and that's it. And you'll get paid. And they want those yeah. type of people. So, uh, you know, that's that's what they got, and that's what they find. And they they kind of have these token people. But even then, because it's so secretive, it's not like you know that they're like, you know, you don't. You're in theory, you're not supposed to know the fact that it is all just like yeah. a very specific set of people. Um, you know, most of them are divorced even like they're just shit, you know, just, they're not representative. Like they, the MPAA is essentially like trying to say that what they are is like the Disney family, the perfect Disney family. That's yeah. Like, you know, the, yeah. or the perfect 1950s nuclear family. Yeah. That's like, you know, we Ugh. are the man, the woman and the two children Maybe and we will keep all the bad stuff away from you. And it's just like, right. that's not what it is at all. Another weird thing to me is like so these people, their their job is to watch like movies. They don't know what they're going to go in to see, right? They 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 right. they, they, they could be seeing an NC seventeen movie, an R rating movie, but yet, so their job is to watch these like inappropriate possibly right. movies. Yet the, the best move, the best version of the movie. Right, that's what their but, job is, but. Like, but they're deciding what it's rated for everybody else, and they're probably more than likely like religious. But their job is to watch these like movies. Like, dude, I, I don't know how to quite word that. They're like, we're the f- we will act. We will. There, it's essentially it's like, like, oh, we will sacrifice ourselves <laughs> and be the filter for you, right. so they're that like, you don't have to they're see like it. Movie Jesuses. Yeah, no, it, it's. it's <laughs> It's literally a version of self-sacrifice. Like, oh, we're doing yeah. good for you, uh, therefore yeah. we're doing good. And so I, even that, if we do uh, ingest this, you know, bad stuff that's against what yeah, we... Maybe potentially right. against what yeah. we believe, it's, like it's this, fun. This self-righteousness of it just pisses me off. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That that sucks. But I think what is equally as scary are the people um, who just don't give a shit. Like, and they're never going to say this, but I bet you, like... If I went to go work for the MPAA, I'm going to say this, and I'm never going to get hired because they'll probably find it somewhere. Um, but if I worked for them, I would just go along with whatever the fuck was happening. You know, I would, just, <laughs> I, I would totally, I'd just be like, this is the sweetest job. I get to watch movies all day and write about movies, like, and write about the violence in the movies. Uh, and, um, all we, my, need, we, and, we need to. And it, I would just go along with the. All my with notes my would be: add more of this, yeah. add so, more violence, add more sex. Yeah. Please know, show it, me more. It, like I'm, I fear the people like me who are gonna go into this job and just like whatever their boss says, that's what they're gonna vote. You know, they're just gonna well, go I along with the boss it just is. to keep keep the job. I, I think like, that's what it what, is. Guys, actually, let's let's go back to one hour and two minutes in. I need to watch that scene again. And uh, <laughs> can you all leave the room? <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Byron, needs, back to the, Byron needs 30 seconds. Just uh, <laughs> just leave the room first. No, I, I Get back to the Sharon Stone I just, scene. I, I, yeah, I just need to watch you know it again to make sure that, you know, it's four seconds because we can't have it six seconds. I got to count right. the pubes and just make sure that there's yeah. the correct number of pubes. Play it, uh, <laughs> play it frame by frame. Make, let's get let's yeah, get so it. We just got to make sure, you know, Cause, cause, so because I'm, I'm, you know, allowing that in my brain's eye because I don't want it to affect other people's brains. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, right. It's yeah. totally martyrdom. It totally is. It's, yeah, it's self-sacrifice. Stupid. It's self-righteousness. It's bullshit. Um, right, let's do... Do you have one more? One more question? Or are you tapped out? Uh, I, have, I have a question. It's okay. actually the question. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's do the question, then we yeah, can, we'll it jump is the in question. Okay, so of all the criticisms of the MPAA, so I'm going to list them right here. Uh, the emphasis on sex and language, tougher standards for independent films, uh, uh, secrecy of the rating standards, ratings creep, which we didn't get into, but that's essentially uh, just how the ratings are shifting uh, through the years. Yep. Um, relevance in today's world of mass media, creation of the DMC or other uh, DMCA, piracy laws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. DMCA. Um so of all those things, which is the most harmful to the American filmgoers? List those off again one more time. All right. Emphasis on sex and language. Tougher standards for independent films or filmmakers. Uh, secrecy of the rating standards. Ratings creep. Relevance in today's world of mass media. Creation of the DMCA and anti-piracy laws. The first and the last thing. So the, the be, uh, your question also ends with uh, the the most what well, has the the most What's the most harmful to American yeah, film goers to, to American American film goers which so let's that kind of implies the public right so the filmmaker the American yeah not so the filmmakers sort of but more like the people going to watch the films. right so the independent filmmakers part is not going to affect them as much. Um, it will, but it affect us, but not exactly. Yeah. It, it's more of an effect on the filmmakers. Um, however, I think the way we treat sex and language in society, uh, as opposed to what other societies um, do with that, like the openness and just the normality of it, I think it's detrimental uh, on our end on how we treat it. Um, also, I think the DMCA, uh, the creation of that, essentially allowed. I mean, it's it's the issue that YouTube is having with a lot of things, where YouTube, you know, will outright remove things that have no business being removed. Essentially, I mean, it opened up this right. floodgate of of um, essentially like they don't have any. There's no there's no like rhyme or reason, or there's no rationality to it. They just I, I think it's this way, so it's, you know, we're claiming it's ours, so you can't do that. Um, you know, unless you exist in parody, essentially, or satire, which is like, okay, but where is that line even drawn? Um, that's, I guess, a different different conversation. Um, but I think, I think the DMCA, I think the copyright acts that were created, especially like the shit that Jack Valenti did, where he was making more stringent, but also increasing, which... This is more on Disney side of things, but in extending the copyright, uh, which allows for more extreme DMCA action, um, that is by far, you know, I, I think content creators need to have a way to, 
you know, live off of the content they're creating at the same time. It's like, we can't go banhammer everything to death. Right. You know, that's, that's fucking asinine. Cause yeah. Mickey mouse has made enough money for Disney. Right. And I mean, I mean, everything <laughs> uh, copyright in and of itself is so it's complex. It's a lot of it's asinine. A lot of it's just designed. It's a rigged, it's just another rigged system, um, to, right. to support the people who are making the most money. Um, and it's definitely the most debt. I mean, the fact that you can get fined for just like, I don't like the most benign things like is just, is so outlandish lady. Um, she was like, she was a grandma and she posted her, uh, her grandson dancing to a Prince song and Sony sued her for like, like literally millions of dollars. Like, how's that? Okay. Hmm. And it was, she just posted a video of her, Son dancing to a print song in the background. Right. It's like <laughs> fucked. And they're like, yeah. nope, we can't be, uh, we have to use her as an example. It's like this lady's like on fucking, like, she could be on welfare or whatever. Like, she can't afford that. She just fucking ruined right. her life. For, yeah, she's for, done. For, for posting a fucking video, like, of, yeah. her, of, her, <laughs> of her kid dance, or her grandson <laughs> so, dancing. So, Byron, would you say that you feel the same way? You think the, uh, the, Creation of the DMCA laws and pirate anti piracy laws are the worst yeah, thing. I, I'm not um I'm not familiar with that stuff, so I would have said the first two, but if you're going with the American public, then the second yeah. one not so much. But that first one definitely. I mean I think America has this weird thing with sex where it's like, you know, yeah I mean that's like the most natural thing. You know? Right. Like like procreation and everything is supposed to be such like a good thing. Right. And, but yet we can't have that in movies, but we can have death and that's supposed to be one of the worst things, you know, it, it, it seems so backwards. Um, I mean, personally, I like seeing death and, and, uh, you know, in movies <laughs> and sex, and, and sex sometimes but, like, together. <laughs> it's just so people are, it's like, so yeah, it, it's so, it's so uptight, you know, whereas like, I like, you know, in Europe, you don't like, it's just, it's more, like Keith said, you know, it's, they're they're it's more free flowing, and um, they don't have they don't have all these like conservative views on stuff. And I, you know, you look at our political climate and what's happening with violence in America, and you look at what's happening in the rest of the world, and you kind of like, I think it kind of speaks for itself. You're, I yeah, think you're right. Yeah, for sure, I think it does speak for itself. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to answer this question. I was just um, going to say we haven't gotten a lot of your opinion yet, so uh, I've been filling it in. But I want to I want to say my opinion on this, and I, I think honestly, I think all those things are bad. But I think the I think the biggest thing is the secrecy for me, um, and watching that documentary and hearing a the person who's supposed to represent the MPAA say one thing and hear the anonymous guy who's currently in the MPAA say another thing you know specifically about the um you know like the religious guys casting votes on which film should be R or NC17 or PG13 that to me is frightening uh cuz that um even though it it is conspiracy because this is a group that operates in secret it just I feel like it should not be operating in secret. I, th- I think we need to know um, who these people are. And I don't think they should have their own... I feel like we should rewrite some laws to 
to make it so these people we know what they're doing you know or or at least know that they that we're getting a full representation of people and not having a bunch of catholic like priests decide you know on our movies yeah you know because if anything this this is this is why people are afraid of gay people you know because you could if if they had gays in pg-13 movies just like running around doing you know gay stuff then we'd probably have less violence on gays and it would be a way easier thing for uh for gay people to go through high school like even something as simple yeah. as that, but because we have this, it's like uh, this huge issue, and people get bullied, people die, uh, and I'm not saying that's the MPA's fault, but I feel like that is the result of this bullshit uh, rating system that is acting in secrecy, and they can do whatever they want. No, that's it's the thing, true. Yeah. I mean, they're basically it's a corporation. Is they're acting like any other big corporation, like Walmart or whatever, would do with any sort of scandal, or you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it, it, it's it's not surprising to me. You have a very good point, though. You know, it's just like. They're deciding, yeah. like, how how kids are looking at the world. Because yeah. a lot of people, a lot of kids look to movies to figure out how, how their relationships are supposed yeah. to be. Movies to, and to, music are the top two, like, things yeah. in our culture that people look to to to, to even see themselves. You yeah, know, to figure so, out who they are, how right. they feel so, about things. So if if you happen to be you know homosexual and you're watching this movie, all these movies that basically you can't watch because there's homosexual themes in it, and it's kind of like you know made it look sour. You're not right. going to like yourself, and the people that aren't homosexual that are heterosexual, they're going to like you know assume that it's bad. Right. You know, and and. It, it, but it's not and it's it, yeah and then you know we wonder why everything's the way it is uh, yeah oh <laughs> I but, mean, oh you know why to... but you know why because of the greatest story ever told written in the best book ever made <laughs> which barely even talks about any of the things we're mentioning <laughs> but somehow gets attributed to it yeah, yeah yeah exactly wait what are you talking about the bible yeah oh yeah the bible yeah. well yeah the bible's perfect in every way um <laughs> Okay, so I want to, uh, before we do roundtable, let's do a little bit of trivia here. This will be fun. It's, it's some good stuff, nice and easy. And there's also some great um, weird things that the MPAA has done in the past. So um, if you guys get it right, you guys, I will tell you what those things are. I'm just kidding. I'll tell you either way. Okay, so first question. First PG-13 film, what was it? So this is not Temple of Doom or Gremlins. Because those were rated R. But the first film to receive a PG-13 Temple of Doom was rated rating. R, really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh. Okay, I'll give you a hint. 1984. I fucking know this. Okay, I'll give you another hint. Directed by John Milius? Milius. John, John Milius. Milius, yeah. What? It's... I don't know the answer it's to this. It's not Red Dawn, because that's Red It Dawn. is Red Dawn. Is it Red Dawn? Oh, it's wow. Red Dawn. Look at this oh, guy. Oh, no, it is PG-13. Look yeah, at okay. this guy. Yeah, shit. Fuck. Okay, that, that was the first <laughs> one. Okay, second one. What Best Picture winner was originally rated X? Midnight Cowboy. That is correct. 1969, <laughs> Best Picture winner. Yeah. 
course Byron knows that. Um, okay, so this one's a little bit harder. You guys have mentioned these before, um, but it's it's uh, what are the top five NC seventeen U.S. box office light, life highest lifetime gross films? So these are the films that earned the highest box office despite their uh, NC seventeen uh, rating, and that is just the domestic. So um, that didn't yeah. come out in R rated versions in theaters. Um, that ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think these are exclusively NC seventeens. So the Paul Verhoeven movie that yeah, you mentioned, so, so uh, Showgirls, Showgirls, Showgirls. That's number one, and that earned twenty million in the United States. Requiem for a Dream. That is not on here. Yeah, because I don't think it was released in NC seventeen. I don't think it was oh. actually like it was only released R or unrated. I think. Yeah, uh, I think that was these uh, are the NC seventeen onlys. I think. I don't know. Were, I, I don't know. I, is that including X? Uh, I these are all recent films. Okay, so I, it may, but okay, not so, in the top five. It's all so. I'm, th- I'm thinking. Okay, Showgirls. Yep. Shame. Nope. Bad Lieutenant. Uh, nope. Um, A Clockwork Orange. Nope. They're these recent, are all they're recent. They're recent. Amer- oh, they're all recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all recent. Uh, well, what I'll does recent mean? What does recent mean, though? Uh, th- they all have the NC-17 rating and not the X rating. But I'll give you guys a hint. Uh, American Psycho. One of, one of them we watched for this podcast episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bad Education, of course. Bad Education. Nailed it. That's number four. Um, American right. Psycho? Okay. Uh, no, that's not on there. Oh. Um, do you guys w- just want me to tell you? I'll just tell you. Okay, so number two is I'm Henry just looking at a list of June. NC-17 movies. Oh, so. Henry and June, yeah. Henry and June, uh, that which made $11 million here. Third is The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and uh, Her oh, Lover. Oh, yeah. that's NC-17? 7.7. Yeah, yeah. Yes, well, there's, a, there's an R-rated version, though, too. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. the one on but Netflix think, is probably R. No, it's the NC-17 version. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I think these were just, they released a NC-17 for the box office. Uh, or like for in, in theaters, maybe they came out with an R version later, later for TV yeah. or yeah. Blue is the warmest color. Uh, no. Nope. Uh, oh the wait, last wait. One. Wait. The Killer Boondock Joe? Saints. <laughs> is that number no. five? Oh damn it! Is it God, fuck that it's movie. Not, it's though. not Killer Joe, is it? No, it's not. It is Lust, comma uh, Lust Caution. caution. Lust yeah, Caution. Four point six million. God damn it! I should have gotten Lust Caution at least. Okay, so this one, this one is more fun. Okay, so what films were rated R? After being given NC-17. So these are films that... Oh, there's so um, many of those. Yeah, uh, there's actually... I'm looking. I went down the list. There's about maybe less than 20. I'm looking at a list on Wikipedia, and pretty much every one says edited for re-rating, edited for okay, re-rating. Okay, without, without edited being edited. Well, well like, that's I'm, cheating. I'm sure, like, I'm like, don't cheat. Like, I'm this sure, is cheating. So I, I, this I, is I'm without not, the re-rating. I don't know that many NC-17 movies off the top of my head. You guys know, like, more than half of these Dude, like, I... Probably Maybe like all of them. 50, no cheating, 50, Keith. Put put it away. 50, put it away. Fifty Shades of Grey. No, it's not on there. Uh, no. okay, okay, wait. The question was what got. Okay, say it so again. films that were re-rated R after being given NC seventeen without being um, edited. So oh, uh, so on oh, appeal. So in, on in appeal. the appeal process, or for some reason oh, they okay. randomly got an R. Um, okay, Kill Bill. What are some? Uh, no. What the fuck? That was that was edited. Oh, it was edited. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because they made it black and white. Duh. The black and white, yeah. Okay. Keith, no cheating. Come on. Come and on. This bro. list actually, it doesn't. It's really hard to tell whether or not it's actually I, there. I think I went through the same list. 
It's the Wikipedia the list. I'm not looking at anything extreme. Um, Henry Portrait. Uh, Henry Portrait. No way. Shoot, That's uh, totally NC-17. No. That one's not on here. God damn it. Pretty much okay, all I'll, these were edited, though. So it's I'll give I'll tell. give you a hint. For, there's so many of them, man. I know this. Fuck. Okay. I will just go down the list. Okay. Okay. First one, A Clockwork Orange. Uh, so this was originally given NC-17, and later, without any reason given, it was rated Oh, yeah, there it is R. right there. Well, originally yeah. X. Originally rated X, re-rated R. Originally X. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine, yeah. Fucking New movie came out. Is that the yeah. one with um, the... the uh, Gosling, Gosling, and okay. Gosling. Williams. Yeah, yeah. It's good. so that was NC. That, is that what is that? A, like a love drama? Yeah, it's good though. It's yeah, a really, it's, it's a really good. good movie, it's yeah. really well done. It's they do the parallel storytelling story where it's like they you <laughs> see their relationship breaking away and coming together. It's actually really, but, well, but well, it's seen well depicting cunnilingus. But it's not. It's not a. Uh, oh, it's, it's Derek C like, in France though. Yeah, yeah. It's not a happy movie, though, which is why. No, I like it's it. not. It's very sad. Yeah, Derek okay. Cyan France. He's the one who did uh, the Place Beyond the Pines, which right. is an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, it is a good movie. Okay, uh, the next one, Bruno, oh, NC seventeen, yeah. through an appeal, got the R. Boxing <laughs> Helena, through an appeal, got the R. That's Bruno, god damn it, Bruno is Cl- Clerks, Clerks, Thru- oh, yeah. through an appeal, got the R. Um, Extreme Justice uh, appealed. Hostel Part Two. This one. This is where it gets interesting. They recut a version that was NC seven. So they got NC seventeen. They recut it and they got NC seventeen again. <laughs> but then on an appeal of the recut, they got R. Oh. Um. So then they released the uncut version, which is the original version that they submitted, and that is unrated. Uh. Let's see. Jason X on appeal. Uh. The Lover. Uh. Same thing happened with Hostel Part 2, where they did the re-edit. Uh, Midnight Cowboy. That was rated X, and there was no reason given as to why it was re-rated R. <laughs> uh, Nil by Mouth, on appeal. Saw 2, re-edited, then received R on appeal. And the uncut is unrated. Again, sort of like Hostel. Scarface. I wonder why that one got an NC-17, because it's literally just uh, violence. Saw, all the Saws have received um, NC-17's and then had to be re-edited. Uh, Saw 2 was the only one that was re-edited and then got an appeal, uh, but none of the other Saws have gotten an appeal. They were just re-edited to R. Huh. Uh, yeah, so Scarface has a really, really fascinating Did you say um, nil by history. mouth? Yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 1986, uh, was re-rated R for 2000 uh, DVD release. Uh, teenage Bonnie and Klepto Clyde got it on a on appeal. Awesome. The Wild Bunch has a f- absolutely bunch. fascinating one, and I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, and then your friends and neighbors uh, got it on appeal, and Zach and Mary make a porno yeah. got it on an appeal too. Okay, so just to to that movie's so ridiculous. Where give you guys some some interesting <laughs> interesting stuff. Have yeah. you guys seen Zach and Mary make a porno? I have, yeah. It's pretty f- <laughs> weird. It's I like it. I like Seth. There's Rogen. a scene where he... Where, it's Kevin Smith, right? Uh, I think it's Seth Rogen. No. Uh, I think Kevin Smith directed I don't, it. He did it for did money. He? he did it for money, I'm pretty sure. I don't oh. think so. Let me double. Let me look right now. I think now. he did it. Oh, yeah, it was Kevin Smith. With that money, he made Red State, Oh, wow. Okay. There's a scene where they're shooting the porn or whatever, and the chick is like, yeah, I've just been having this trouble because I've been constipated. 
well, they do a scene involving the butt, and the guy is, <laughs> he's filming from below, getting the low angle, and when they go to pull out, she just shits all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. It's funny. Anyway. Okay. So... Well, that's so whole, one of, yeah, so one of these one of these films here has an has an interesting uh, thing going on, and I'm going to make you guess which one it is. So I listed all those films. So one of these films was originally rated R and was resubmitted to the MPAA in 1993 for a planned theatrical re-release, but that theatrical re-release was delayed because the MPAA suddenly rated the same exact film NC-17. That just shows you how arbitrary it is, right there. The whole yeah. list and that you gave before they this repealed too. it, and they had to delay their theatrical re-release um, because of this. And but they repealed it and got the R rating, so they did eventually do their re-release of it. And but this what is film was one this? of the, the movies the, that you already said, yeah, the, that I already listed. Okay, oh, just so, so many movies. So, so the the movie wasn't a 1993 movie, was it? Uh, I neglected the year, but I will give it to you now. Well, it I, is an. It's not 1993, though, right? No, it's not. That's, okay, so re- that's when they sent it back okay, for the so re-release. I'm guessing it's Scarface. Uh, no. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay, 1993? Okay, so the film was in 1969. Oh, so that was the Midnight Cowboy one, then? No, actually. Oh, it was Wild Bunch. Wild Bunch, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it was. So, yeah, so that is an interesting thing. And the reason why got, they gave it the it. N17... That's insane. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's the reasoning by restoring 10 minutes to the film. Cause they added 10 minutes, uh, to the end. Oh, hang on. I'm reading the wrong part. Uh, the controversy was linked to 10 extra minutes added to the film. Although none of this footage contained graphic violence, Warner brothers trimmed some of the footage to decrease the running time to ensure additional daily screenings. When the restored film finally made it onto the screen, um, a reviewer noted that by restoring 10 minutes to the film, the complex story now fits together in a seamless way, filling in those gaps found in the previous theatrical release and proving that Peckinpah, that's the director, was firing on all cylinders for this, his grandest achievement. And the one overwhelming feature that the director's cut makes unforgettable are the many faces of the children, whether playing, playing, singing, or cowering, much of the reaction to what happens on screen is through their eyes, both innocent and imitative of all the children. So essentially they added a bunch of shots of children reacting. And that's what got them their Ed and Seventeen. That's insane to me. Rating. That's really crazy. A nineteen sixty nine movie <laughs> getting an NC seventeen rating because kids are watching this thing in the movie. But yet a clockwork orange gets an R rating. Right, yeah. Like yeah. like what? That I, I love the Wild Bunch. That's crazy to me because, like, the, you know, Straw Dogs, which is directed by Sam Peckinpah, that got an R rating eventually, right? So, like, oh my, and that and there's a double, <laughs> there's a double rape in that. You know what I mean? Like, like, what the fuck? It's yeah, so asinine. It's pretty dude. weird. It just shows you it's, how fucking it's so arbitrary, right? So arbitrary. And just the fact that they gave it an NC seventeen and then appealed it. <laughs> You know, like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's like they know that they're stupid. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's final, move on. No, no, no. Final thing. Oh, my God. Final thing. <laughs> Just relax, dude. I'm hosting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final question. Double Jeopardy. Cutting Double it Jeopardy. out. <laughs> Is there an unreleased X-rated version of Brian De Palma's Scarface? I don't know the answer to any Wait, of these un- questions. Unreleased? 
Or is uh, how about this? Is there an X-rated version of Brian De Palma's Scarface? I think there is, but but it but it's now not rated X. It was, but now it's R. All right. Because, well, here's the answer. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go here's ahead. the answer. The answer is actually no. Oh fuck. <laughs> there, there isn't. And here's why. The uh, when they were making Scarface, they submitted it to the MPAA. Oh, I know. It got. God damn it! I know this story. It got, it got its X rating, uh, and they re-edited it three to five times, and resubmitted and got the X rating. And then they decided to do an appeal, and during this appeal process. Um, of which film critic Roger Ebert was there for some reason. Um, they decided that the film should actually be rated R, and they voted, and the de- de- eventually the decision was that the film was going to be given an R rating. Um, however, in De Palma's eyes, he was like, well, yeah. <laughs> if you guys think that this is an R, then the original one's an R too. So right. he basically fought for the original cut of his film. Um and argued that, and he said he said then the I should be able to re- release the first one, and the MPAA was like, uh, no, it has to be this cut, the less violent cut, and he's and he was like, okay, and you know what he did anyways was released the original cut with the R rating, uh, on it, and he said that the reason he did that was because there's the differences were so small that no one that they would go unnoticed, yeah. and they did. So no one, no one even knew uh, that that happened and at I, all. I want to say De Palma was the first person as well, and now it's kind of standard practice, um, like Tarantino does it. Is Keith has had mentioned this before too, and I think the last episode or the episode before that, where the director purposefully leaves violence that they know is going to get cut out. Because they yeah. know that they're going to get an NC-17 version, uh, version or rating, but if they can just cut that out and then they get the the version that they want and they get an R rating for yeah. it. Um, yeah. Uh, and Brian De Palma, I think, was one of the first people to do that. And he did that with, I believe, The Untouchables with uh, Sean Connery and Kevin Costner. Nice. Yeah. yeah Which or, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if if you give them, if you bait them, give yeah. them something yeah. to do. Um, De Palma is some, was a tricky guy. Like, he... he yeah. And, and that's actually another thing that's one of the reasons why he's no longer doing a lot of movies anymore. Because they basically, the studios and the NPAA just fucking, like... They just like, they fuck just you, dude. Yeah, they just didn't like him. <laughs> like you Makes tried sense. to screw us, so we're screwing you. Yeah, right. well, they kind of basically, yeah, they kind of fucked with his career, which just sucks. Right. Well, what's weird is five years earlier, the film I Spit on Your Grave did the same exact thing, um, and they got sued um, and shit by the MPAA. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy how, it, in spite of that, he was like, "I'm doing this." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. So if you want to go into the roundtable, that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's do that. Um, so this is this one's a weird one though because it's like yeah. they're two very different movies, <laughs> and one is essentially we watched one to be educational about the topic anyway. So I don't know. I don't know how we necessarily want to approach this. If you just want to do a typical roundtable or. Yeah, it, it is weird because one of them is like a film and the other, like, I feel like we, it really just will come down to the type of people we are. Like, are we the, the documentary, like, is our taste documentaries that are, that are 
outing, um, you know, things that needed to be outed? Or are we into films about people who are already outed and, uh, you know. That's interesting. I haven't thought about it that way. That's kind of an interesting... That's an interesting... Um, Let's uh, start with Jacob. Um, And... I'm going to say the documentary because you chose this topic and really were passionate about talking about this topic. So I think you like the documentary more. Just like the Anna Liliama Poor episode, huh? Yes. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this film is not yet rated as well because uh, because you, you didn't know that you'd already seen that education until, yeah, you, uh... until you started watching it. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I totally forgot right. about that. What is um, it? Let's see. So I think uh, that you guys are both wrong. Actually. Oh! Uh, oh. Yeah. I think Bad Education is really good. I I like the MPIA movie, um, but I felt like it was heavy on the opinions of the filmmakers. And I, di- I don't mind that. Um, I just I wish that it could be related back to film goers you know like i wish that because that's really that's like who you got to get like because every every filmmaker i've ever talked to is like mpa sucks they're stupid like i <laughs> even i've i've had problems with like westerns like system of approving things for like scripts that can be in their shows you know and that's basically yeah. the mpaa but shittier because it's only one person um so yeah, I th- I thought it was good. I just and it was a lot of great information. And I I like the the how they got the PI to go in there. But um, I really I wish that yeah, it was like was here's awesome. the effect on the regular on the regular folk, you know, who are going to see the movies. And I felt like they could have really dive like dove into that a lot more. Um, but yeah, but I, also better education is just like a really good film, and I'm I'm a sucker for. Um, the story within story type stuff, um, just anything that kind of is complex in nature, uh, as far as like the narrative goes, I I tend to gravitate towards, um, you know, because it kind of makes you think and you get lost and you pick it back up and it makes you feel smart. So I, I like that stuff. Nice, yeah, awesome. sweet. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Byron. Byron next. This is a hard one too. I'm gonna go with Bad Education because it's a movie. Okay. Like, yeah, I know you like documentaries, but I mean. Bad Education's, uh... You said you've seen, like, all of his shit. You've seen that movie twice on both versions, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the... The one with more nudity. Uh, That that wasn't blurred out or had a box over. (laughs) Yeah, no, you guys are right. Bad Education. I I really like Pedro Almodovar. I mean, I love... I'm kind of a sucker for melodrama, and I really just enjoy... the, The melodramatic aspects of his films and and there's a couple of his films that just touch into this weird part of uh he, of humans and, and the in the crazy shit that they do for for certain reasons and it's just kind of i, I just like that nice. he's kind of he he's just distinct you know no other movie filmmaker makes movies like him and i like that That's, yeah it is a unique movie and i'm i haven't seen most of his other shit so yeah. Oh, super good. Yes. Got to check it out. All right. All right. Keith Leith. Uh I'm going to say 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite of w- what my brain says and say <laughs> that you uh, like this is not yet rated more. Um, I think you uh, liked the the like how fun the story was, and I think uh, that seeing a corporation with their pants down is kind of kind of tickles you a little bit. You know, so I'm I'm going with that. I get tickled in my pants down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I definitely think that you'd like this film is not rated more because I know you watch a lot of documentaries, and I think so. I think you're you're well versed in that, and I think and and this is kind of topical, um, as a filmmaker, you know, um. But I think I don't think you have anything against bad education, but I don't think maybe it's completely your type of movie. I don't know. That's hard. But I was going to go with the documentary. I want to play safe. Yeah, it was definitely the documentary. Uh, so yes, I, I, uh, bad, it wasn't a bad movie. Bad education. Um, I got kind of bored towards like the the, the, the like three quarters in or so yeah, yeah. it just kind of dragged a little bit um people say it's his best movie but i don't think it is not even close i'd be curious to see his other stuff especially if you say yeah. it's a little more intense like i said that felt like this one was, was reserved the skin i love um, it you'll love it okay You'll like that one um it was it was not good and i like uh gail garcia bernal the only other film i've seen him in is amores peros so it was a very oh. interesting um uh, yeah like, like interesting to see the the two uh which was made by inuritu which i only learned yeah. recently you need to see Babel um, too by same i need to see Babel, and uh yeah Babel's good so the thing about bad education though is i walked into because we've talked about pedro almodovar before and it was fairly early on when we were talking about um because he's uh, like the, the what is it? The chair of Cannes or whatever the the for that year for he that was year the president of the Cannes Film Festival. Because oh, when we were talking about like Okja was getting yeah. snuffed or yeah. whatever, so we we brought up Almodovar. And if yeah. any of the listeners remember, I kind of shit all over him because of his crappy <laughs> opinion. Right, I forgot about that. So I walked into <laughs> Bad Education. <laughs> trying to be unbiased but kind of wondering if i might hate this movie yeah, because yeah. of his dumb opinions yeah. and i didn't oh, hate God. it i didn't hate the movie <laughs> oh, good. uh it was a solid like three three and a half somewhere in there Sweet. um you know this film is not your rate is not a perfect documentary but i would say it's four cool you know it's very good to watch and Gosh, i think if you gave that movie three and a half stars and to me it's like one of his one of his one of my least favorite ones that's like less thriller and less violent and less weird. It's like his one of it's his really, most tame movies. I think right, like his other and it's ones. not my tie. It's not like I just I'm not generally super into like straight drama. Um, the writing was strong though. The writing yeah. was strong. He, he, he was, was good, he was good writing. I think it's, you're like, it's um, very it's very melodramatic. It was very movie. melodramatic, but also yeah. the, the structure of it. Once you realize, because they just throw the timeline into whack, like out of whack yeah. or whatever, right. and you don't realize it, it until like ten minutes later, and we're like, okay, I'm kind of figuring it out yeah. now. And like, it was smart, smartly written. Right, it's very smart without but being gl- that, uh, glib or whatever. The the timeline jumps are all there in the aspect ratio. Like the aspect ratio no, changes. I know that. It, I know that part. Yeah. That part's obvious. But there's a part where you they where he drives to the mom's house and you're like, and he's like, oh, he's dead. And you're like, okay, what? Which is not when really a he, timeline jump as when much did he as die. Yeah, yeah, you're like, wait, what the fuck? So this whole like what like because you don't realize that the brother 
is acting yeah. as him, you wonder like, okay, yeah. what the fuck happened to this timeline? And where is everything at? And then you realize, okay, he actually is acting as him. So then yeah. things to make make more sense. So it was it right. was smart without it was smartly written without uh, coming off as oh look how smart I. Am. And that's like all of his movies. That's okay. what I like about his movies because I'm like <laughs> I, I go in and I'm like, what's he going to do? What's how is he going to have this story unfold this time in a completely more natural way than like what Nolan right. does? Yeah, right. But I it, you know and to be fair people who do good work have dumb opinions and in this case he has really stupid ass opinions right. about what constitutes yeah. a movie that should be deserving of certain awards or acceptance or whatever so he can fuck right. himself and that's in that way um <laughs> Whoa, but hey, i buddy. would i would watch his other stuff yeah. just to just yeah. to see um and to be fair i mean and then also you know he's a mexican gay gay man like spanish, spanish. Or spanish yeah, gay yeah. man like it's fucking like i mean that's pretty niche and to have a filmmaker representing yeah. that is pretty uh pretty he's cool, basically so. recognized as like one of spain's like most i mean he's probably spain's most famous director yeah yeah because yeah. del toro is mexican right right and yeah, so is in and, and so is and crone yeah. yeah so yeah so it's it's, crazy. I mean, it's cool i, I give did it you, a fair try for sure did you guys know that the mpaa uh admitted to making duplicate duplicates of the this is not this is not yet rated of the film, despite their Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Yeah, there had no there. Uh, they got it. Were under fire because there were employees who used like their internet to like download shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. It's so asinine. That's why it's, it's like so asinine. If, if there's anyone who's pushing their opinion that hard, they're uh, they're doing the op- they're they are doing the things that they are vehemently against. It's like it's like well allegedly. But oh like religion, God. you know, I, I don't want to right. get too much deep into that because it's, it's. But stupid. anyway, if if people it's are very so... very strong in one opinion, then they are likely truly not of that opinion. So right, um, it, it's so hypocritical. Totally, I fucking hate it. All right, so as we get here towards the closing of the episode, I want to talk about this weekend recommends from uh, Chris Dickerson, um, who says, "I recommend Gattaca." What is so funny? Nothing. Nothing. No, I was just looking at uh, uh, Jacob's cat. Jacob's cat. It's not even there I anymore. Have, I have uh, six oh. more trivia questions after this, just so you know. Oh, my God damn it, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right, he says, I recommend Gattaca taking place, taking place in the not-too-distant future where society chooses your destiny based on your DNA and not your will or your want. Ethan Hawke's character badly wants to fly in space, but he needs Jude Law's DNA to do it. It's about fraud, murder, love, and desire. You know, I haven't seen Gattaca. I need to see I have that. not seen I've it either. I've only heard good things, really. But it's I, good. It's great. Is it? All right. Thank, thanks for that recommendation. Is and Jude Law in that? Apparently. Oh. Yeah, Jude, Jude oh, Law. Oh, you said it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I might have to check that one out this weekend. Um, okay. So, there's one thing we want to talk about that we talked about last episode and which I forgot to bring up at the beginning of the episode again, uh, is the giveaway that we are doing. So, um, we're coming up on our 50th episode and, uh, we got a special, special little giveaway for you here. Yeah. We're giving away three regal movie tickets. That'll get you into any regular showing at any regal cinemas theater. Regal. And, uh, (laughs) regal. Are Regal, yeah, not AMC, and it's just for the regular showings. But you can pay a little bit extra to to you know get that 3D if you for some. Which reason is really, like I mean, like <laughs> that actually is a really that's the thing is a good deal because like 
you know, you pay what, 11, 12 bucks for a regular ticket. 3D or the RPX is like what, 16 or something? Or RPX is like right. 16, and then IMAX is like 20 a pop or something. Yeah. So it's it, it's at least worth the RPX. So if you get upgrade. this thing, you're essentially paying 50% off an IMAX ticket if you get the giveaway ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, yeah. So even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's more. totally worth it. Yeah, so here's how you can get into the drawing to win these bad boys. Oh. <laughs> Byron's like, ah, I forgot. Uh, we didn't here. script this. Here. We're just, yeah, we didn't script this. Oh, okay, yeah. I got this. <laughs> um, like, rate, and review us on Facebook, and we will drop your name in just one time. Um, but you have to do all three things. For yeah, the one. you have to like, review, and subscribe on the Apple iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Um, and if you do this on all three of those platforms, we will drop your name in the drawing for each. So for a total of three. And then, well, yeah, there's more after yeah. this. But. So the final thing is go ahead and send us a weekend recommends, similar to the format um, that we just read. Try to make this sort of any, you know, I mean, it could really be any movie, but we prefer movies that. You know, if it's Thor Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok's in theaters, then, you know, try and pick something a little bit different. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be non-mainstream, but I don't know. Uh, if you really like it, though, just tell us why. Uh, basically, just write, you know, two to five sentences stating why people should watch it and why you recommend it. Um, so that's it. There's three ways to get your name in the drawing uh, for a total of five times. So you get one for the recommendation. Uh, one for like, rate, and review on Facebook, and you get three if you, you get one for liking or reviewing on SoundCloud, uh, another for Apple Podcasts, and another for Stitcher. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then if you, uh, in order to be eligible for all this stuff, all you have to do is do it, and then send us an email at btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. That is btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just include your weekend recommends and everything else you did. And just to repeat myself again, you must send an email to have your name in the drawing. Byron's time. You must have. You must send an email to have your name in the drawing. That's important to understand. <laughs> also, Regal. <laughs> Regal. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. So okay, cool. Um, and because we just you know we definitely appreciate our listeners, and we always again we want feedback so uh we love that so we're keeping this giveaway off of social media until march 20th Um, which is actually today uh the day this recording comes out is march 20th and so if you if you complete all of this by today march 20th you'll get a special listener bonus multiplier so for each of the things you complete, the Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or the Weekend Recommends, uh, we will multiply your name in the drawing by three. So your name can basically be in the drawing for a total of 15 times. Um, so the regular deadline is March 30th, um, but get in get in for the March 20th and uh, you'll get those bonus ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do it. Uh, all right. Who so, wrote this script? This is a horrible script. <laughs> winners will be announced <laughs> on the 50th episode, which is coming up. Um, this is the 48th, so you got a couple more weeks. 
Um, and be sure to listen to that episode to see if you've won. And if you ha- if you do end up winning, um, make sure... Well, I guess we'll have your contact information. So we'll be in touch via email or some other form of social media. Um, yeah. So, again, real quick, just giving away three tickets for Regal Cinemas. Check it out. Uh, all right. It's easy to do. Just do it. It's pretty easy, and it helps us out. It's easy. helps us a lot. It helps us out so much, and we, we just want to hear from you guys and what you guys think, what we can improve on, maybe some good things, too, in there. But, uh, you know, come on. It's easy. <laughs> it, plus, if you, already, if you already liked us on Facebook and reviewed us and whatever, just send us emails to be like, hey, I did this. You know, and your name will be in the drawing. Yeah. Super easy. I mean, you can get email. I mean, most people just do it on their phone. Like you could just literally yeah. do it anywhere you are at and send an email and just right. do all the stuff. So help us out, please. All right. So if you have any questions, topics, suggestions, or opinions, um, again, send an email to bgbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our Facebook page to comment on or discuss this week's episode or any of past episodes. Again, don't forget to participate in our giveaway like rate and review us on facebook like review and subscribe soundcloud apple podcast or stitcher um all of our past episodes can be listened to on any of those platforms as well um and send us a weekend recommends um you can also follow us on letterboxd at jacquino for jacob or no you changed it jc fultz 24 i gotta change that okay jc fultz 24 for jacob and hyperion creator for me keith uh, and Byron eventually. Uh, next week we'll be talking <laughs> Bad Taste and Dead Snow with special guest Lisa Van Dambates. Dambates. Lisa Van. Lisa Van Dambates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not Lisa That's Van Dam, but Lisa Van Dambates. Yeah. She she's awesome. She does. Uh, she has a film playing in Phoenix, and uh, she does uh, kind of special effects stuff on sets too in in the Seattle area. Um, so yeah, she's kind of a blood master. Um, but yeah, she directed her first film, and we're going to talk to her about that for a little bit, and also talk some blood. It's Hell yeah. Sick. Yeah, we're going to be focused on blood and guts, or <laughs> special effects and VFX in movies. Again, the films are Bad Taste and Dead Snow. Bad Taste is Peter Jackson's first film, so... Blood is such, if you're, uh, such in Bad Taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bad joke of the nice. podcast. Right there. Right at right. the end. You got it. <laughs> Clap for Byron. That was a Jacob joke. <laughs> that was a Jacob. No, that, that was an MPAA joke. <laughs> like, hey, that joke, that's a bad joke. You got to okay. take that out. Okay. Put this joke in for the R rate. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't already, check out our Pitch Fest episode because it was a total, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, find out who won that one because it was a surprise upset. That, yeah, <laughs> I was definitely upset. Yeah, I think we all were. Anyway, check out the Pitch Fest episode. Uh, yeah, make sure you watch the films to be a part of the discussion. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Burp. <laughs> Burp. That's what the zombie said.
ti perdona tutto quel che fai 